Hey everyone, and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Tara. Greetings, citizens. Did you enjoy the dramatic pause mm-hmm. <laughs> before the there's Tara? Yes, epic introduction. Yes, well, you know, I, I got to keep the uh, the the energy up. I got to keep the mood up. I got to give the the show a a bombastic introduction that the standard can be set and the people know what they're in store for over the duration mm-hmm. of the next i don't know four hours whatever this is going to be at. <laughs> you need to get one of those um those giant drums with like the balls at the end of the um drumsticks that bum 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 ah, okay all right Tara. yes <laughs> <laughs> i get a symbol clash after i say it as well Bum 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 Tara. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> <laughs> we are a science fiction movie podcast. Every week we watch a movie and we get together and we discuss it at length. Uh, some may say too much length, but you know <laughs> that's what it is. That's actually not true. Most people are actually quite quite fond of the uh the meatiness of the, the the show. Oh, sorry, the the veginess of the show. <laughs> Tara's vegan, you see. I mean, some people have long commutes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. They wanna they wanna break down. We do, you know, a non spoiler section or a spoiler section and a. You know, no wait, non spoiler. Yeah, I had it right the first time. Yes, yes, it was right the first time. <laughs> I doubted myself. Yeah. So you know, it's gonna make the episode longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then a breakdown per scene, plus like we need a tangent from like every single scene. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is what the show is. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, there was Just a conversation between two friends. <laughs> there was one comment actually recently that said we disrespected the film we're talking about by cracking too many jokes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean. <laughs> can't really disrespect a movie like i mean well you can, I mean, you can don't but... know if that's yeah i don't know if that's real yeah i don't, <laughs> I don't know, know if that's a real thing so some people in the internet can be really hoity-toity so i i, mm-hmm. buy, I buy that it's a real thing well i mean everybody you know has something stupid that they like mm. but we're allowed to judge them for it yes Zack snyder fans for example have Zack snyder that's a thing <laughs> So yes, uh, that's Buffy stuff. How? <laughs> no, D- did you favorite. just call me fat? How <laughs> dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Yeah, yeah. I, it's all right. It's <laughs> not all right. You'll get to say it's all right. You're the one who's pissed me off. I'm the one who gets to say when it's all right. <laughs> I was literally about to introduce the movie, and you took it to a place. You took it to a dark place. But I'm, I'm not a Whedon person. We already know this. <laughs> <laughs> this week's film is Predestination. This is continuing our sort of on and off again time travel uh, season. We're kind of like dabbling in time travel every few weeks. Uh, the idea being that eventually we'll do a we'll do a top ten, uh, probably the year's anniversary of the show uh, next April. We're going to do like a top ten uh, time travel movies, and that'll be fun. Although no, that's not going to be our first countdown because the first countdown we're going to do is a top twenty five sci fi movies of the decade, which is coming up very soon because we're getting near the end oh, of the boy. year. I know. Probably watch some stuff. <laughs> you get some homework. Um, mm. So that's uh, that's coming up. 
But uh, yes, so predestination is, and as as Tara said, we have a spoiler-free section. So we'll start spoiler-free. We'll give you a warning before we go into the spoilers, and we'll go from there. So uh, the movie's basic premise is that Ethan Hawke stars as uh, a character simply uh, credited as the barkeep who appears to be some sort of time cop. Don't get yourself excited. It's not Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's not, you know, that movie. But he is some kind of time agent. Uh, he has a, val- uh, a Valentine's case. He has a, a violin case that is essentially actually a, a time travel device. It just looks like a violin case. And he's going to try and stop a bomber called the Fizzle Bomber, who's going around time themselves and causing lots of big public explosions and things like that. And we also have this mysterious character, uh, the unmarried uh, mother, who comes into the bar where he is kind of undercover and tells his story. Uh, And there's a lot of flashbacks. uh, There's a lot of time travel, of course. And that is basically... All I can really tell you at this point, uh, I feel like this is a movie where there's very little we can actually talk about until we get to spoilers because it is full of your twists and your turns and it's all very sort of building upon building upon building. But the basic gist Mm -hmm. of the movie is that you've got these two characters in a bar and one's telling a story of their life and obviously you know this is going to tie into the time travel and tie into this bomber that's going around. You just don't know how. And that's where the movie sort of does its thing. So this is directed by the Spierig brothers, Michael and Peter Spierig, uh, who I'm unfamiliar with. I'm going to click on one of their names and see what it yeah, tells me. Yeah, I don't know who they are either. I think I saw that it was an Australian. Ah, okay. Fashion. They did Daybreakers, which I saw. Also, Ethan Hawke was watchable, but not good. Uh, Winchester from a couple of years ago, terrible. <laughs> um, and their first movie was an Australian movie called Undead, which I never saw. Um, mm. uh, they also oh they also did Jigsaw the eighth Saw movie Eesh. yeah not a good um, not a good list not a good list no, <laughs> no. Uh, so with that in mind Tara I will ask you the question did you enjoy which you've not seen before I had seen this before you hadn't just I'll make that clear as well Tara did you enjoy Predestination well despite the list I actually did yeah <laughs> hey there you go I think it's I think it's pretty tight um, it's a pretty fun little trippy film there you know we're dealing with time travel there is a there's a a lot of uh, presented here which kind of makes your brain explode a little bit trying to you know (laughs) wrap your head around but um but for the most part like yeah i thought it was pretty good i think it's i think it's not bad i think it's a very watchable movie that has some really fun sort of concepts i think it never rises to be great um or even very good for me and i think the reason for that is because it's so determined like i I, obviously this will be something that i can really make clear in spoilers but clearly they had an idea for this movie and this is what their 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 pitch was right they said this movie Mm -hmm. is going to be this and this is what twist on twist on twist on twist (laughs) and they said this is what the ultimate twist is going to be this is how it's all going to sort of click together right and i feel like they had that idea and then they wrote a script which kind of I don't want to say convoluted, but does everything it can to justify the the sort of endpoint they decided they want to have, and as a result, um, I do feel that some of it is a little bit forced. And I also think that there is a, there's a point in the movie where you can actually kind of just guess ultimately where it's going because mm-hmm. again, I can't really talk about it till spoilers, but it's like well, yeah, some of the twists were not exactly surprises once yeah. you like you know see 
but you know, some of them genuinely were. And um, I enjoyed it because every time we got a new twist, it makes you rethink the movie from the very beginning, which makes it difficult to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and I do I like the puzzle. I don't think it's um like I said, it is very watchable. But I don't think it. Um, uh, I don't know. It kind of has that like Netflix quality look to it. Oh sure. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, this is like right before Netflix started doing movies. This is 2014. This came out, so this is just a, a year or two before Netflix started pumping out original movies. So, but I know what you mm-hmm. mean. It's got that kind of look to it. I, I I can see it. It's not like it's still a very pretty movie. Like I do genuinely like a lot of the cinematography. It's just uh, I don't know. There's something about it that comes off a little bit. Um, Netflixy. <laughs> I know we've used that term before, so I feel like it's safe to use here. I like the way you said that. Netflixy. <laughs> Netflixy. Hmm. Um, yeah, I know it comes off as an insult, and yeah, maybe it kind of is. <laughs> just see what you feel, Tower. This is Netflix trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's definitely not trash. Like it's, it's a fun puzzle film. It, I. It's nowhere near like the, like the greatness of the the fun time travel puzzle of like time crimes. I knew we say time because time crimes. I think is the obvious one to compare this to for a lot of reasons. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I think part of that hurts this because you can kind of maybe feel where some of it's going because of time crimes, and I think the other reason that it may hurt as well is that I feel like right away in this movie like there's a lot of like characters who are intentionally hidden you know there'll be a lot of times where there's like a flashback scene and they'll be describing a conversation with another character and the camera mm-hmm. will intentionally not show the other character so all of all i'm like okay we're dealing with time travel this well, character okay who is this yes like, like obviously someone we know it, and we don't know that many people in this movie <laughs> yeah so we're clearly setting up right away like it's, it's got you thinking about who it is and um, and maybe yeah. that's kind of the point. Maybe the point is, is that if you are used to time travel, you're kind of trying to second guess this, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. down, the, down the, the line. But um, I think almost to the point where, like, the pitch for this movie is so easy to say that there's a point where after a couple of twists where, and this was the second time I'd seen it, so I, already, I knew going in what everything was, but the first time I watched it, I, I do remember maybe about half an hour in basically just saying, this is what the movie is, and then the movie just proceeded to prove that it was exactly what I said it was, because because once it had done like one or two twists, I said, well, mm-hmm. this is obviously what it's going to do. This is this was obviously what they were excited about doing. They thought they had a really smart script, and, like, and I guess maybe that's ultimately what I'm saying is, is it's not as smart as it thinks it is. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. just fun, but it's not as, as smart as it thinks it is. Um, I like the... <clears throat> I do like the performances sure. yeah. of um, the leads. I'll just say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you can say Ethan Hawke and you can say uh, Sarah Snook are the, t- the two the two leads of the, of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think Sarah Snook uh, especially has a more challenging role to do, and uh, I thought she was really good. Um, she's on an HBO show now called Succession, and she's mm. is the only other thing I know her from, and she's great in that. But... Um, yeah i know i know i i make a habit of like comparing things to comic book things sometimes this this is less a comparison from a plot thing or anything like that uh but there's a point in this movie when you see her uh in her sort of like early 20s late teens and she's got like glasses on and all that uh she looks like a photo perfect barbara gordon like she could be batgirl 
Like, like that's all I could think about during <laughs> during that scene. I mean, okay, <laughs> that's all I could think about. I was like, damn, she's Barbara Gordon in the flesh. Uh, um, but you know, it's fine. Uh, that said, though, Jane, uh, Jane Levi is my number one pick for the record. But I mean, that's Snook character. Jane Levi, uh, she was the lead in the New Evil Dead. She was leading Don't Breathe. She was on a sitcom called Suburgatory. Uh, she's in a new musical thing that's starting on one of the networks in January. Mm. Sorry I asked. I'm so sorry that I have like a list of things that I can give you, right? <laughs> no. It's... Is it just Barbara Gordon or do you have like everybody in your head on who's going to play what? <laughs> oh, no. It's just... It's just... Levi's just been perfect for Barbara Gordon for a while. Um, I, I don't, I don't have what someone for everyone. Like, you could ask me who I want to play Batman. I don't know. Joker, I don't know. <laughs> Only the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have one for Catwoman or anything like that. Or okay, not Anne Hathaway. Not again. <laughs> I didn't see Anne Hathaway. I don't know who no. I'd pick, but I don't know. <laughs> anyway, okay. um, yeah. I, I mean, I think. I think you're you're kind of you know on the. I think you're kind of right. Like yeah, it's it's not it's not as smart as it thinks it is, but it's still fun. And there were a couple twists that like that was like oh that's a surprise because I thought maybe that was going this way, and but you know because they intentionally hide people's faces, you're like okay so this is somebody we know, and. Like I already said, there's not that many characters in here, so it's not going to be that big of a shock. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I guess even the opening scene has faces being hidden, and it's like, well, like clearly we're going to do some reveals about time travel where, okay, someone's went back and they're there or they're there or someone's there, and like we're going to do Mm -hmm. that. And having seen Time Cranes, which is a better movie, Time Cranes is a better movie, and I think what Time Cranes does really well compared to this one is it doesn't try to get overly complex well this movie does get more complex than it's probably than it should right it probably mm-hmm. goes a bit too far um time crimes has essentially three parts to it and after the end of the first part you can guess a lot of what the, the, the end of the second part is going to reveal but it still does it in different ways that adds like an extra layer to it like it's got that genius thing where you could predict some of the twists that were coming because of what happened in the first like you know act of the movie right because it, it, it teaches because the movie teaches you these rules and you're like okay using those rules i can predict this yeah. this and this are going to be that and you're right and they'll be exactly that and you'll think <laughs> pardon me <laughs> and you'll think great but it, then it'll add this extra layer on with this extra twist on top of it that you didn't see coming and it completely changes the rules again and you're like oh that's really clever and then you, you're sort of thinking about where it can go from there and that movie does that and i mentioned mr robot earlier but mr robot was great at that because mr robot's first season had this big twist towards the end of the season but it was a twist that most people who watched it guessed by the time that they got there it was kind of obvious but the great thing what they did with that twist yeah. is that there was a second twist that came with it that no one had ever thought of and it was like this mind blowing moment of like, like we thought you had, we had you figured out, and then it was like, nah, nah, you knew what I wanted you to know. <laughs> Here's more, you know. I think you've brought up Mr. Robot at least seventy percent of the last <laughs> dozen reviews we've done together, <laughs> and I don't watch this show. <laughs> it's because, well, it's because it's on right now. It's in its final season, and it's easily one of the top five shows of all time. That is why I'm bringing it up because it's fantastic. Okay. 
<laughs> and I thoroughly recommend it to everyone watching if you've not watched Mr. Robot. It's only four seasons, not a big commitment. Dive in, have your mind blown. Great. I was waiting for you to sneeze the third time so that the leprechaun will come take you as his bride. Nah, I always sneeze twice. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'll sneeze once, I'll sneeze twice, and she'll be my bride if I... No. She sneezes thrice. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody says bless you. And no one says bless oh, we you. We should have done that movie. <laughs> well, Leprechaun 2? <laughs> uh, it's so good. <laughs> I've already done it on screams. How are you going to argue that sci-fi? It's Warwick Davis. He's sci-fi <laughs> royalty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he played a he played an Ewok. Great. Yeah. <laughs> did he? I don't know. I'm assuming he did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wicked. Yeah. He was in all the Star Wars. He was. He was. Well, the... I mean, all of the like major, like the films, the prequels. Uh, I think he was in the new ones, and he's in the cartoons okay fair enough hey yeah. i like warwick davis this isn't a uh, a knock against him um he's very well, talented I'm glad you clarified <laughs> well no, i liked i liked him a lot in that show he did with ricky gervais life's too short that was very funny um yeah do you think like because we're watching the the watchman show on hbo and it just had like a like a, an episode about predestination basically it did, yeah <laughs> you're right <laughs> and, and like the free will and but there's nothing in it that's like that's a really paradoxical <laughs> is that a word nothing in there that makes you go this hurts my brain because because now why now now how like <laughs> yeah i mean there, there, there was, this movie like there's one small thing there, there was one small thing in the Watchmen episode. There was the, the, the motivation for someone to do something, but they only found out the information from the person from the future. So it was it, it did create a small loop in that sense. Mm-hmm. But you're right, that, this movie... Um, the, the thing that's mentioned at one point in this movie is uh, the snake eating its own tail forever, right? This idea that there's a perfect loop. Is, 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 we brought up when we talked about Terminator, that you know John Connor has to send Kyle Reese back in time so that he can you know have sex with Sarah Connor uh you know conceive John Connor so he'll be born and then John Connor will grow up and then he'll find young Kyle Reese and he'll send him back in time <laughs> like you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's a loop there that can be broken theoretically and if it does get broken then none of it happens mm-hmm. um this movie takes that idea and turns it up to a <laughs> hundred yep yep yeah so I think that'll do it for spoiler free because I, I don't know what more we can say at this point uh, without without spoiling things so uh, full spoilers for Predestination but before we start that section let me thank our Patreon producers for the month of December uh, David Short Alison M. Fordyce Cindy Palacios and Tyler Hess thank you to you guys they are all Patreon producers which means they are patrons at the $20 and up tier but they don't have to be $20 patrons Tara do they what, what, what else can you do with Patreon yeah if you want to check out our Patreon page it's patreon.com slash TV and uh, you can donate as little as a dollar per month and that gets you bonus episodes like movies we've talked about already like Time Cop and there's more like a, we're doing the, the Trancers saga. Saga. <laughs> so you can uh, follow the adventures of Jack Death along with us for just a dollar per month. Check it out. There you go. You get bonus Thank episodes. You. Yep. Just one dollar. Go, go for it. Uh, but yes, that'll take us on to spoilers. So 
Yeah, so, <laughs> so earlier on when I was saying this movie is basically just one simple sentence, it's one idea, um, and when, once you get that idea in your head, you basically know where the movie's going. Um, it, so the idea that I'm talking about is, is that every character in this movie is actually the same character. Yeah, <laughs> that that is the that is the big twist essentially, um, mm. is that uh, everyone? I mean, barring like one or two side characters who are there to kind of like nudge things along, but all of the main characters are the same character, and that includes uh, like both people who are the parents of the character are the same character <laughs> as the baby. <laughs> yeah, that was a twist that got me, like. Uh, not that they're like both the parents, but that the baby, like I thought the baby was going to come back in a different way. Like the baby is like a, it's the fizzle bomber. I did expect the baby to be the baby in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> sure, sure. Because, um, so, how do you explain this? Right. So, <laughs> the, the, so, baby's dropped off at an orphanage and is raised and is then tries to be, be an astronaut which at the time because this is set in the past this is like the 60s she's trying to do this it's very mm-hmm. kind of a sexist environment she's not really offered the chance very much um not anyone is but you know what i mean um even though she's the best of the best of the best she's the best of the best of the best of the best sir and she doesn't get in basically because of sexism and she's well t- also she has a fighting problem Oh, she has. She does fight someone. Yes, that's true. She fights someone, and she works in the day as a maid and goes to school at night. And she runs into someone, and despite the fact that she's always been adamantly against love, she's she's always claimed she doesn't want love, but that's actually secretly all she wants. Um, she bumps into an older gentleman, but the twist here is that that older gentleman is actually her after a sex change, uh, and come from the future. They fall in love. And they have have sex. She gets pregnant. Gives birth to the baby. The baby's stolen and given to the orphanage in the past. <laughs> and that's her. That's also her. The baby's her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because I, I mean, there's a, there's a plot point that's brought up here after she's given birth with a doctor. Um, explains that her she's got a very unique inside where she has all, both male and female uh, organs um, in there, and because of the damage to the the birth, the the female organs were were you know couldn't be fixed. But through and you almost get the impression that the doctor didn't have to do this. Like he could have just you know accepted that okay your uterus and you know we had to do a hysterectomy. Fine, right? That happens to people. Well, plus there's no conversation you know about it it's yeah. just oh we did this you're yes. a man now <laughs> yes but he basically is, I, you get the impression that he just what is like oh this is really interesting and unique i've never had a ch- i've got one chance to like change you know change the the, the, the cables in here so that it'll be mm-hmm. <laughs> going this way now i'm doing it damn it i'll just tell her afterwards it was the only way <laughs> it was the only way she'd survive um so which is an interesting uh, question in the first sense that this is someone who's essentially forced into a sex change which is you know typically sex changes are something that are is desired by the person seeking the sex change yeah. um so that's a, a kind of an interesting concept in its own right but um and then that person continues on and becomes a writer and that writer goes into a bar one night and chats to ethan hawk who is there and he's there as a time agent 
But of course, we find out the movie opens with a time agent getting burned in the face and having to have yes. re- reconstructive surgery all over the he has face. To have his face off. Is that a reference to uh, the 90s John Woo film, Face Off? Face Off? Yes. <laughs> I don't think that one holds up. I think Con Air holds up wonderfully. I don't think Face Off holds up. Oh, it might be spectacular. I don't remember. I remember <laughs> hating it when I watched it, but it might be better now. All I remember is you're going to have to take the face off <laughs> and then no more drugs for that man. <laughs> it, all, it always bugged me in Face Off that their bills didn't change. Like, I'm like, you're telling me that this is like, you know, John Travolta's face on Nicolas Cage's body, but it's just John Travolta's body. What are you talking about? Like, there was no effort to give them the different bodies like that they should have. Yeah, why not just hired two people who have the same build yeah that, that's maybe <laughs> the first thing you would do yes um or spend a lot of money on weird cgi i don't know um but yeah so after this reconstructive surgery it's ethan hawk ethan hawk has to lure younger self to the past to fall in love with even younger self and then steal the baby himself <laughs> and give it to the orphanage so that all the timeline isn't stayed in, stays intact, and then of course, if you're not get, gonna guess it yet, even older Ethan Hawke is the is the fizzle bomber, mm-hmm. because he believes he's saving people. But yeah, but he's doing it. Well, I, I mean, they did establish that because of all the time traveling, like it kind of causes I don't want to say schizophrenia, but it was some kind of like mental I don't know degradation that happens with each one. Yes. So he kind of goes crazy and he thinks that he's saving people, but really he's just blowing people up. Yeah. He's causing more deaths or maybe just as many. I oh, don't he's, know. he's a raven lunatic at the end. There's, there's no doubt that he's he's not all there. But he 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 still has a side that loves. <laughs> he has a side that loves, and of course the movie ends with Ethan Hawke, who's like you know the one we've been following for the most part. Shoots older Ethan Hawke, who's the bomber. And presumably is now going to have to become the bomber. <laughs> so the, and I, we don't usually recap the whole movie like that so quickly, but the reason I'm doing that is because you kind of have to understand the sequence of events to talk about all the individual scenes that are going to happen in a minute. So Yeah, we did that in like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that That's just your overview. We're about to dive in properly, but that is the overview of like what's going on in this movie. Uh, but there is a, there is a point, I, I, I can't remember exactly where it was, but I remember maybe about a third of the way in where I went, everyone's going to be the same person. As, as, as soon as they established that, um, like I think it was when it was uh, the two of them fall in love and we find, you know, they had the twist where it's like, oh, the old, older man she fell for was just herself later. Mm-hmm. As soon as we had that, I'm like, everyone's the same person. I think once we once I see that the the burned face <coughs> is her face, uh, then I kind of put that together as well. Yeah. Maybe like a a twist later. I got it. <laughs> it's not a competition. I'm just I'm just, I'm just kind of pointing out that the movie at a certain point, like it's done its yeah. twist enough times that you're just like, okay, I'm not going to be surprised next time. And you're like, it's the same person still. It's the same person again. Yeah. It's all one person. <clears throat> yeah so you know that, that's kind of a fault there in that sense but yeah the movie opens like we say it's, a, it's like it's a shadowy figure in a trench coat and a hat you know kind of classic spy looking individual uh mm-hmm. walking with this uh case this uh violin case 
into the back of like a, I don't know if it's a mall or like an airport or something like that, but whatever it is. And they they get into a fight with a, another person, like the, the, the presumably the bomber, and at least an explosion which burns their face. And we have these the set of feet that come in, which later on turns out to be Ethan Hawke, who comes back and passes himself the violin case so he, so he can get, get out of there, get out of mm-hmm. Dodge. Uh, and he wakes up burned, he's had his face reconstructed, and he's given his mission, and he ends up in a bar in the 80s in New York, and in walks, uh, at this point, obviously we know it's Jane from later, um, but, you know, as a man, comes in, sits down, and is... Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> did look a lot about Leonardo DiCaprio, actually. Uh, a lot bit Leo gruffer. make a very beautiful woman. I feel I feel like the uh, the makeup here. I get why like they had to do this to make it look a bit more masculine, but in a weird way. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think they make it look too old. Yeah, it kind of looked like it I looks older know, than Ethan Hawke. Like leathery. Yeah. Been sunburned really too many times. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ethan Hawke. But he has like the young Leo hair. Yeah, you know. he. Uh, my problem is, is that he looks older than Ethan Hawke, and he's supposed to be younger than Ethan Hawke because the whole point of the story is that Ethan Hawke's later in the timeline. Um, um, I don't know. I I thought they looked kind of. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Like it, it doesn't. It didn't look natural, but it looked. Sure. Um, which which maybe make makes it look older, but to me, Ethan Hawke still looked older. And I suppose actually thinking about it, it makes sense that Jane has these weird organs that are like got, got both sets because her parents are herself. Yes. <laughs> so why does she exist? I mean, there was a point in this episode where I thought there was incest happening and I said, no, there's no incest happening. It's just all masturbation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Actually, and it's not even like, it's not even like the clone argument. Like, sure. If you do it with your clone, is the masturbation? It's, it's definitely. Uh, well, this is literally. Just yeah, this is literally yourself. It's just a different time period of yourself, but it's yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they they definitely are in love with it themselves, like hardcore. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm pretty in love with myself. I can get that. I get that. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that was a joke, but I mean, sure, you could sit and think about it seriously for five minutes. I'm trying to think, like, if I met me, but with different organs. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would be repulsed. I'd be like, you look too much like, I don't know, my family. I, 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 that's, that's a fair point. I, I guess what I, I guess what I'm saying by talking about or looking too old in the makeup to look, look, look like a man is that maybe the, the correct choice here would have been to have a different actor for after the sex change. Mm. So you'd have younger man before the, the burn face and then Ethan Hawke afterwards. You'd have, you'd have the actress for when she's Jane, but mm-hmm. you'd have a different actor for younger because I mean, it could be, but they made the choice to not have her in makeup and sort of do it that way. Um, yeah, and, I mean, she does a decent job with her voice, and they try to make a like some. They try to write in like why she still has a feminine sounding voice, but mm-hmm. like, uh, it's still, it's still kind of distracting. Like, I think it could have been cool if you just cast a guy. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like someone who looks similar to her, although she's kind of unique looking. Unless, I mean, it, you can get Leo. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe the smart idea here would have been to cast like a brother and sister. Yeah. Maybe that would have been like the the, the smart. Oh, move. they have that scene. Oh yeah, well, they they make out and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good fight. That's a good fight. That would be that would be an actor challenge, wouldn't it? Okay, we're professionals. We both want to be actors. We're professionals, Dad. We're doing it for the art. <laughs> Gross. Oh, incest! A game for the whole family. Gross. Uh, do, you, <laughs> do you know it's funny actually we're joking about how it's not incest it's actually just masturbation but if you cast the brother and sister it's behind the scenes it's masturbation it's, it's incest but in front of the camera it's masturbation I don't like this conversation okay alright we'll move on we'll move on we'll move on um, so yeah and ultimately you know the, the unmarried uh, mother as, as Jane's going by here uh, like, very, very aggressive, very unfriendly, I would say. You know, always on the defensive, always kind of, like, you know, giving Ethan Hawke crap for, like, what he's saying or what he's asking. And he's just trying to make conversation. He's been a barman. You know, he's just, he's just cracking jokes or whatever. Or he can't crack jokes is what the plot points actually points out. Um, So, ultimately, though... Well, he can't because he always tells jokes that she knows the punchline to, which... Because of the same person. Because of the same person, yeah. <laughs> and he, but ultimately, there's this bet, like you know, if 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 uh, he could tell a story that's you know more extreme than anything that Ethan Hawke's ever heard, then that you know you'll get you give us a give a bottle, a free bottle of whiskey or whatever it was. And so, so it begins the flashbacks. This is kind of where this movie really begins, but the the the, the core story really starts, and we get Jane's childhood, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, how she was like a, an aggressive little girl who'd get in the fights and I actually did laugh out loud there's a, there's a scene where she's sort of looking outside the orphanage and there's like, a, there's like a mother buying her daughter ice cream and she looks really jealous and she runs out <laughs> and this car almost hits her and just stops in front of her and Jane instead of being scared just punches the headlight like a little Terminator I know <laughs> I know well that's all that testosterone she has right does she have testosterone yet? She's got male organs. I suppose. But they do say later on she has to take testosterone. I can say it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I just I just, I thought she's an angry little girl. I don't know. Did you never feel oh. the need to punch headlights as a child? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, but as, as far as I know, like, just one. just Just the one sex. So. <laughs> <laughs> stop 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 putting this down to the 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 dual nature of her innards this could just be a temper problem oh uh, okay i mean it's not but i'm just for the sake of argument here uh, and i just there's a great visual of her punching the headlight um and then you know we see that you know eventually she doesn't have really a lot of opportunities to do things and this guy yeah what was the, what was the character's name the, the recruiter the recruitment dude mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I think it starts with an R. There ain't any R's here. What the hell? What's the order of this cast list on on MDB? I don't know. Robertson. He is so far down the list. <laughs> but he's like our third guy. He is. He's like the third main, technically the second main character. <laughs> it's like, is the little girl getting the ice cream? Like the <laughs> build over heat? 
his character. <laughs> That's not fair. Um, there's tons of people build over him. There's a boxing commentator one and two. What? <laughs> Lab technician. Jerry. Dirty hippie. Man, he must have pissed off the people on IMDb. <laughs> Baby Jane one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he made somebody angry. Yeah. Um, Baby Jane 2? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever so, happened to Baby Jane? 1. <laughs> that was a terrible joke. <laughs> How dare you? For those of you who are not aware, there's a classic film called Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. It's great. It's pretty good. I've seen that a, one. Uh, yeah. As of I, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, I recommend it. So, we, yeah, we got her history, and she's basically enlisted. He's there to recruit her into this. Like, we're looking for young women who don't have any attachments, they don't have any loved ones. And I'm like, okay, yeah, make her depressed. That, that's a good way to start this uh, pitch. Um, but the idea that you can possibly become an astronaut, and, she's, she, and we see that she's gifted with math and science, so she's, she naturally takes to it. Um, mm. And, uh, I mean. Probably those male organs. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> As long as you're the one cracking the the, the sexist jokes, I mean that. <laughs> yep. I, I, I'm taking no part in it. I'm st- I'm keeping far away from from I know. any of that. You're so woke. <laughs> I just also don't... I have a science degree. <laughs> also, I, I don't want slaughtered in the comments. Also, also, I forgot the point I was going to make. <laughs> <laughs> Must be those male organs. <laughs> is that going to be your catchphrase for the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's a good one <laughs> so so she she goes to the test and it's supposed to be like all people who are like good at math and science but like she, she even says half of them are prostitutes uh, and for some reason they really care that they're all virgins and they want them to basically be there for the, the, the male astronauts. <laughs> it was basically the gist of it. Turns out it is lonely out in space. Yes, that's what they figured out. So mm-hmm. she gets an interview and she's asked these questions and she uh, cracks a little joke. And it's an innocent little joke. And the guy's like, do you think this is a joke, Jane? Hmm? You're not taking this seriously, little girl? Well, that's his attitude. Um... But she gets him back because eventually he's like, hey, "Have you ever been with a man?" And she's like, "Have you?" And all the astronauts in the room give a little chuckle, and he's embarrassed, <laughs> and it's enjoyable. Uh, but she's just one of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so she she we see her go through a, a montage of like training and she's good at the, the vr tests and she's good at all these other things well not vr because it's like the 60s but you know what i mean like she has this helmet on at one point actually yeah, it definitely would have made me throw up <laughs> actually what is this helmet anyway like i don't buy the 60s had this tech uh i don't think so i never thought well, about maybe it. it's just like a screen in a helmet yeah but think about how like ch- a tiny 360 theater <laughs> yeah but think about how chunky like TVs are in the sixties. It's not. It's not those flat screens or anything like that. Like this is. I don't know. Maybe it's not really like a 
a screen. Maybe they're all just on LSD and they put helmets over them. Whatever, <laughs> <they>. <laughs> whatever just comes to their head. I never, I never thought about it during the scene itself. But now I'm thinking that was made by the '60s, and I'm like, yeah, look what the hell are these VR headsets. <laughs> it looked very mod, but yeah, <laughs> you're right. It doesn't fit. It looked very mod, Tara. Yeah, '60s mod. No, that's the thing. That's the style. Mod. Oh, I thought you were shortly modern to mod, like you're trying to be hip. Maybe it it, it comes from that, but mod sixties is like a look, the style. I'll 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 uh I'll let it fly. I'll let it fly. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sneeze again. Suzanne. Yeah, I'm not the uh, check out my Insta. <laughs> I don't have an Instagram. So. Oh, bloody hell! Also, I'm just not that cool. Poppycock. I think I don't think this is a, a big twist <laughs> to a science fiction movie show <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm the coolest person I know yeah yeah Hey, mom you... says I'm the coolest guy in school yeah hey you agree <laughs> to do a show with me you must think I'm at least par- partially cool um I think you're on my level <laughs> whatever that level is <laughs> <laughs> all right all right uh so uh she gets kicked out though she gets into a fight and it's not actually the fight that gets her kicked out it's because they do a medical scanner and they don't tell her that she's different you know we don't find out till later but they're like oh there's something this this disqualifies her from you know being being on the on the crew and being in the pro- yeah. program astronauts can't have sex with her now <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to give you some sort of rebuttal to that, but yeah, that's essentially what it, what it is. That's that's, that's yeah. what he's saying. Um. So, like I say, she 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 goes and gets like a day job, uh, working at a house, essentially being a servant, and goes to school at night. Meets some older man who who is rich, and she only calls him rich because he has wads of cash in his in his pocket. Um, which I guess if you were rich was more common then, you know, than the time before cards and, you know, digital mm-hmm. currency and whatnot, but still. Uh, you know, and she says she fell in love, but she got pregnant. And as a result, because she said she was also doing, a, a, like, etiquette tests, like she was taking classes at school uh, for, like, her, her demeanour and her her posture and things like that to to just mm-hmm. try and show that the the to the 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 not NASA but like whatever the weird government company was that was doing this uh, that she's you know putting in an effort to try and change her her temperament and mm-hmm. be, be a higher. She just wants to go to space. She wants to go to space. Um. Oh, I mean, I assume I assume the entire time, every time like F, uh. Fredrickson, whatever he's called. <laughs> Every time he was like, oh, this is all about going to space, I'm sure in the back of your head you were thinking, now nah, you're talking about time travel. This is all about time travel. This must be about time travel. Um, but, and he is part, he's involved in the time travel, he's behind it all. It's just a question of, like, does he also deal with astronauts in space? Like, I guess it makes sense that that would be like a branch off NASA <laughs> if there was ever a, a time travel core. Well, isn't it that the time travel stuff was invented in order to have this program to go into space was it that was my impression from the ending of the film for um, the last time we see this character um i never necessarily got that so much that conversation with ethan hawk was more just about the like how unique 
Ethan Hawke was because he was the he was the only agent who didn't have any ties to any family members because he was a complete self-contained loop of a character. Because, <laughs> like, you know, he's his own father, his own mother. Mm. He'll kill himself eventually. Okay. Kind of thing, but... Oh, okay. I thought that they were tied to, like, the invention of whatever this business was also. I mean, very possibly. I mean, very, very possibly they went back and started it. But they, they, they always talk about how there's strict rules about not changing things. So, in, And there's no <laughs> reason to think they're hypocrites and have done things for their own benefit because there's no like, implication in the movie they're up to anything, like, seedy. Other than yeah. the, the fact that they've not really told Ethan Hawke's character everything about himself. Well, they said there's a limitation in the time travel also. You can only go 50 years before and after the invention of the time travel. That was like 56, which I maybe think. keeps yeah. it in his lifespan. So you can't screw up anything that might screw up this loop yeah. by sending somebody else back. Maybe the time travel is just for them. Maybe. I mean, because that was the thing, like, the, the whole Fizzle Bomber thing, like, it keeps referencing it throughout the movie, but when Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. says he's evil and he, he has to get to him, uh, Fredrickson, Franklin, uh, <laughs> get his name again. Fluffernatter. Robertson. Robertson. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, Robertson says that, oh, it's not as simple as the, the Fizzle Bomber being evil. Like, it's, it's more complicated than that. Which, to me, said that, like, no, he has to exist to inspire you to do all these things because the loop has to be maintained. Like, there's a there's a justification for him existing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when we first meet, um, not Jane, but whatever, Jane, uh, post, post-op Jane. <laughs> she's the one who says, like, uh, she's kind of sympathetic towards the fizzle bomber. Yeah. I mean, that kind of puts the seed in your head right away. I'm like, oh, maybe they're the same person. Yeah, but... <laughs> that, that... And, and there's a scene in the bar fairly early where she calls Ethan Hawke a son of a bitch and he chuckles and says, that's funny. I'm like, oh, is that his parent? <laughs> More than <laughs> is that. Is he their missing baby? Or... It, it, it's, it's his parent and his child. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I mean he's right it is funny but it made me go oh they're related somehow <laughs> mm. yeah no I don't remember like, that, that was not yeah. a, a shock um so she goes back uh or she, she has his birth and she's told all this information about herself and that she's going to have to change um and again because the reason why I was saying the first doctor just wanted to like do everything because he, he could because she was knocked out and it was like oh there's isn't a chance to do this weird thing um, the next doctor that sees her at the the, the science place because she tries to re-enlist um, like well, after she's you know she's changed to being a man and there's, there's, there's a scene where she pees for the first time standing up uh, and things like that like all these little experiences um, in fact one of the big tell signs watching that a second time is that it's around this time uh, back in the bar when they're sitting down where she says to Ethan Hawke oh I just found out today that I'm I'm not firing blanks like I, I am actually producing sperm and I'm like well that's going to be important <laughs> that's going to be very important uh, mm-hmm. going forward uh, but you know that even this doctor here like doesn't have to inspect Spectre or, or, or him I mean it's, it's confusing what, what, what pronoun to use at this point because it is a him now but like we're dealing with you know one character also. Yeah, we're dealing with an actress, but we're dealing with one character 
who changes sex and changes actor and changes like there's, there's so much going on it's here true. yeah it's it's not easy to keep up with <laughs> but th- this doctor just like wants a glance wants to see the scars and wants to look and yeah all this kind of thing um and then ultimately after this you know we find out that okay so she becomes a, a writer and uh that kind of takes us more or less i mean obviously a little bit of a montage there but it takes us more or less up to date to here and at this point we're you're still dealing with the trauma of losing a child yeah and this is about halfway through the movie and this is where it kind of changes gears a little bit because this is when ethan hawk kind of reveals that he knows who this is and kind of references like some characters that she's she's not mentioned Mm -hmm. and he he's like hey how about you come and i'll give you a chance to face the person who did this because because something that uh jane keeps saying is that i want to get the bastard who impregnated me i want to like you know give him what for like you know because he did this to me he ruined my life and ethan hawks like you know kind of being vague but eventually admits yeah i'm a time traveler because <laughs> he's describing the, the violin case and he calls it like a, a time field quantum something something and like what's that like oh it's a time machine <laughs> Yeah. i like that it looks like a violin case like just something somebody can be carrying around and you wouldn't think about it oh yeah it's innocuous yeah and mm-hmm. it's like okay so they travel back to the 60s and he's got a change of clothes waiting for them and it's like, okay so you have to go here and like here's a gun and you can you can do this you, so you so jane waits outside the the college campus and right away you're thinking wait a minute this is where she meets the man this is where she meets this guy which is why why obviously mm-hmm. this is also where you kill him but of course bumps in to herself and the reason why the first time we see this like she, she points out that oh like we both had the same thought at the same time it's mm-hmm. because of the same person yep and that's <laughs> and we even get like a dinner like a, a romantic like i don't even there's like a coffee like date but like it's just odd that she never said you know you look like my brother or <laughs> something. I don't know. As a Back to the Future reference. Because they still reference. look exactly the same to me. Oh, yeah. You can tell it's the same person. Like, you absolutely can. Yeah. Um, But I guess if you're that lonely, maybe you just... And if you're that in love with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because uh, the older version uh, sort of kind of calls her out and says, you know, like, you you actually want this and you're in denial about this. And Jane gets really offended. He's like, what gives you the right to say any of these things? and but they kind of bond over it ultimately like mm-hmm. uh, and that's what leads to them being in love um and ethan hawk goes away and like tries to like get the the fizzle killer or the fizzle bomber sorry um and this is where we find out that he was the other person at the start who pushed the, the case back in um and this was not an illegal ju- this was an illegal jump he was not so he was not authorized to go in this one he, he had one extra sort of try to try and catch the, the bomber because he knew where he'd be and I think it's here we see the bomber has long hair and a beard. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, I wonder, I wonder, you know... And glasses. That's just to throw us off. Like, I wonder who, who they're trying to disguise here to be the the bomber. And, you know, so, like, there's all these fun little bits that sort of come together like that. And eventually Ethan Hawke, like, has this conversation with uh, Robertson, steals the baby. This is where it kind of really spells out what it's doing, because it, this is where Robertson says, like, you know, you're, you're completely at your complete closed loop. Like, there's no one at either end of your life that that comes or goes from you like you're completely closed which is kind of spelling out exactly who he is because after this he comes back to pick up um older jane uh, old man jane if you will and 
you know, old man Jane wants to shoot him. And he's like, no, you you tricked me. You did this. You, you're the one who set all this up. And he's like, well, now you understand who you are and who she is. Maybe you're ready mm-hmm. to understand who I am. And that's kind of when the movie really starts like, hey, think about this. Like, where do you think this yeah. is going? Um, it doesn't actually outright technically spell it out for you until the very, very end. But I mean, this is the point where you probably get it. If you, you know, if you're paying attention. Right. Uh, so sure enough, you know, um, from this point, you know, obviously he takes, you know, old man Jane uh, to be an agent and this sort of like lines back up with, with the bandages and the explosion and then eventually becoming Ethan Hawke, right? So that's all kind of closed off. We understand that. And then, Yeah. I don't like this whole like face transplant where you look like where you have a different shape because isn't like it's the bone structure i mean yeah like some Mm -hmm. fat will change your face but mostly it's like the bone structure that changes your face and they have such different bone structure yeah they don't don't look air to the light but they wanted to twist though that's why you don't see it coming too early because if this was the same actor again you'd be like well (laughs) i can see where this is going it's true, but but like he's got like that narrow face. Oh, he does. Ethan Hawke has a very narrow face. That's just true. Yeah, and like his eyes are different, and I don't know. Like, it's it, it's fine. It's fine for the sake of the story, but I can't help but think about it. <laughs> yeah, when I'm watching it. No, that's fair. Uh, and then we follow him in his retirement. Essentially, he wants to retire in New York in the eighties, just before uh the next blast and he wants to and he's basically going to try and find the uh the bomber on his own even though he's not supposed to anymore because he's retired but one thing that happens is that his violin his time machine is supposed to like basically stop working it's got like a timer on it till or like a jump limit on it and then eventually it's going to Mm -hmm. say like you're no longer active so this no longer works uh not quite self-detonate but like essentially just you know breaks itself yeah. But there's an error. It comes up to say an error, and it still works. And this is kind of leading to the idea that he can still time travel, so he can be the Fizzle Bomber. And he meets like a woman in an antique shop. He kind of hits it off, and then he finds the the Fizzle Bomber based on the evidence that he picked up. He's got like a bomb fragment from the you know the first scene, and obviously the Fizzle Bomber's himself with with longer hair and glasses mm-hmm. and a beard and really bad teeth for some reason. I don't know, I don't know why. He decided to stop taking care of his teeth when he uh, went crazy. Mercury he's been drinking, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but he's like, no, no, I'm saving people. I, because I blew up this guy who was going to do something else, it was less casualties. Um, mm. And Ethan Hawke shoots himself, shoots the old man Ethan Hawke, and we end with a sort of like, just a, a series of like shots showing like baby Jane all the way up to Ethan Hawke uh, and like the retirement age. And all the stages as it went through. Um, yeah, just in case you didn't get it. <laughs> just in case you didn't get it. And that's where the movie ends. <laughs> and that was especially recappy even for us, because usually we'll have more thoughts per scene kind of thing, or per, per section. But this movie is so, like, detail-orientated in terms of what it's doing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's okay. I'll go to bed early tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, the, the, like, I think the, it flows well enough. Like, I, I think you're kind of into it when it's going. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely was. 
especially you know once once Ethan Hawke at the bar was like okay I'm a time trapper do you really want to know what's going on and then they're like okay here we go because <laughs> we've had a, like a lot of sad stories so far and but like I said I just can't wrap my brain around just the beginning of it <laughs> the the whole okay but then how does she exist in this universe she can't exist. It doesn't make any sense. That's that's the look. That's the that is the. <laughs> it, uh... it, it is a paradox. Yeah. Because she can't. There has to be something that's starting, but it's not because it's a loop, and my brain's gonna explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a loop. Like, like it's okay, but it's just, it's hard. It's, it's hard to accept. <laughs> that's kind of the fun of time travel, though, right? Is that yeah. you have stories like this, and it's kind of fine, but. Um, I, I think for me the ultimate kind of like the thing that really kind of stops it from being great outside of just the general feeling of you know exactly where it's going is that I don't think the actual reveal of the, the bomber being Ethan Hawke like I feel like that needed more to it like it needed more of an actual like debate or more of an actual conflict between the bomber version and like the main Ethan Hawke version there needed to be more of an actual like conflict of morals or something like that but it's over in one scene it's like one quick scene and it's done like the movie's just ready to wrap up at that point yeah I agree it does it it does seem kind of abrupt and um also the whole I love you now we can be together thing like I think I just needed to feel like they were more in love yeah, By the fair. time they got to that point, for me to be like, oh, like they they really are in love with each other. Like I, I sort of got that from like the Leonardo DiCaprio scene, but like I don't I think I just needed a little bit more in order to be like, oh, so he's just also trying to like be with himself because he still loves himself from the past and like wants them to be comforted because he's lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's, it's it's yeah it's a lot it's, it's a lot <laughs> um, like i said i think they had this idea that oh every character is going to be the same person that's that's where the movie goes and you know they... i think this would make a better book than it would a movie because i think you can without having to see everybody yeah. um i think that would be interesting and i think maybe this is a book i think i saw that i think i saw it's a highland book the science fiction author. Yeah. Unless I'm getting that confused with the Twilight Zone. No, I mean, I, I, I could see why this would work better as a book. Or even like a radio play. Mm-hmm. It's just anything yeah. where you can't see the people. Yeah, I think that's just a, an unfortunate limitation that you can't really get past. I mean, they try by casting two very different looking people, but, but I, then it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around. I think, like... That's a problem, and I think the, there needs to be more of a moral debate. And I think that the, the bomber needs to be a bigger deal. Like at the start of the movie, it feels like okay, it's all about the hunter, this bomber. But once Jane starts telling her story, you just kind of like he just goes out of the background, and the bomber's like just a, almost an afterthought from that point on, and it's not a big deal anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. So there needs to be more danger. There needs to be more because I mean, he says at the end, like, "Oh, your next one in a few days' time is going to kill ten thousand people," but I'm like. I need more than that. I need. I need their actual like. No, I. I need to see like you know. It's time travel. Show me like the aftermath of it. Show me like the newspaper where there's just bodies lying in the street, and give me the yeah. sense of like. No, we need to stop this. This is a big deal. There's a time yeah. traveler causing. Show us the giant psychic squid in Manhattan. You know, That's for someone who gave me shit for bringing up Mr. Robot, you've brought Mr. Watchmen like two or three times. Well, at least you and I have both watched it. <laughs> <laughs> we still have to explain it for the audience though, because the audience doesn't necessarily watch that. 
Well, they should because it's brilliant. <laughs> Although I, we don't know how it ends. We don't know how it ends. We got one more episode. <laughs> but like like Doctor Manhattan, we're experiencing time differently. You and we're recording this in advance, so by the time you're watching this, we will know how it ends. But we don't know how it ends right now. <laughs> right. So I'm saying it's brilliant because I already know it's brilliant. But when I experience it, I'll be surprised that it's brilliant. <laughs> Uh, well, this one was definitely time travel, at least. There was, because there's, there's been one or two before I went into it where I thought there were time travel, and then it's like, oh, this isn't time travel at all. Uh, but this one's definitely time travel. There's actually mm-hmm. there's time agents and everything. All sorts. Yep. I mean... I thought the, the face-melting scene was pretty brutal. Like I liked seeing the the effect of the explosion and like, mm-hmm. oh, the guy's face. It's gory. If anything, it kind of like... It's almost like they, they kind of front-loaded it with their best, like, most grisly effect, because the rest of the movie's very... almost avoiding... Like, no effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I wonder if that's maybe... Maybe it peaked too early in terms of, like, flair. Like, in terms of cinematic flair. Maybe. Uh, and I get that you want to start with a bang, and then, you know... <laughs> but, like... You know, bang again at the end, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Also climax. Yeah. We get plenty of that. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Okay, I don't know where I was going. You gave me a funny look after I said that. And I didn't know what I was doing. All right. Well, I mean, like, because you're talking about bang. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, they definitely bang. <laughs> okay, you, you you went there with it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the funny face was. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I think... Given that they're both meant to be playing the same character, um, I guess that's the other flaw of having different actors is that I don't know if I like you. You, you have a problem with the facial structure being different. I think I have more a problem of never really feeling that they're actually the same person. Like I never feel the. It's not like you see that the like Ethan Hawke copy the mannerisms or anything like that of the other no, actor. Nothing. There's yeah. nothing like that. Um, nothing. And it can be done because I've definitely seen many an episode of a TV show or whatever where they'll have like a body swap episode and you'll have the mm-hmm. actors do a really good job. Not always, but sometimes you'll get actors who do a really good job of doing the other person's performance so that they actually feel like it's the other yeah. person in their body. And it's always funny to see that. Um, I agree. Is there a big example you've got in your head because you've got a smirk in your face? Is that a Star Trek episode? No, I'm thinking of the Watchmen again. Oh, right. <laughs> There's a body swap between um, our lead Angela Abar and and Louis Gossett Jr. and she just nails it. <laughs> you're right. Oh, you're right. It's but... like barely a scene too. She's just sitting in a wheelchair looking, and you're like, "That's Louis Gossett Jr." But yeah. it's got her face, Regina <laughs> King's face. <laughs> it's got her face. Take the face off. <laughs> I, the, the more you do that, the more it sounds like a Shatner impression. <laughs> no more drugs for that man. Take your face off. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. <laughs> well, of course it's an exaggeration. I'm, I'm trying to make a point. Yeah. Trying to make a point. He only did it because he forgot his line. <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> they turned TV shows out really fast back then. Sure, sure. Um, I don't know. I think he was trying to do a dramatic, dramatic beat. That's what he was doing. They thought he was making mm. the. 
Uh, I mean, hell, well, so so when we get to the episode of Twilight Zone, because obviously, if you don't know, me and Tara are reviewing Twilight Zone, the classic episodes, once per week. When we get to that Shatner episode on the plane... There's two. Oh, there's two? Okay, well, uh, the, the, the the plane one. The Nightmare at 30,000 feet or whatever it's called. Um, and he's like, there's something on the wing. You're telling me that he also forgot that line there? And that's why there's a pause? I don't think there is a pause. <laughs> I'm sure there's a pause. Every impression... I think, so. I, I think you're thinking of, like, a parody of it. Yeah, every impression I've ever heard puts a pause in there. Maybe it's just <laughs> them being mean to poor old Willie, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, should we rate it? <laughs> We probably should read Predestination. I think we're yeah, we're I think we're probably at that point. Um, what are you giving it? What, you, what, what, what was it predetermined to get? Um, I think it was, is, and always shall be a six. I think it's a six. <laughs> I think it's decent. I think the time travel is is pretty clean. There's a paradox there, but so long as you, you know. Don't think about it too much. Like, yeah, I mean, it works. Um, a lot of the execution is just a little bit, I don't know, I want to say cheap, but like, uh, like, I think you kind of nailed it in the beginning when you said, like, it thinks it's smarter than it is. Mm-hmm. Like, we're one step ahead of you. Like, not really. <laughs> but I, I, I do think it's, I think it's a pretty good attempt at making a complicated science fiction film and uh, the performances of the two leads are, are pretty great. And um, I mean, pretty good, I should say, not great. I think the Sarah Snook especially had a, a challenging role and she she did a great job. I, I also agree they could have had a little bit more shared mannerisms or like yeah. even a tick that they did, you know, <laughs> that was kind of shared. Yeah. Maybe it would have been too obvious, but a little something extra. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, yeah, I kind of agree. I, I think when I first saw it, I think I came out of it thinking a seven. Watching it mm-hmm. again, I think I am probably going to agree more with your six. Uh, I feel like, it, yeah, it's, it's a decent watchable time. Uh, there's good things to like about it but it never really rises to any sort of great heights where it kind of blows you away and makes you feel like oh this is so original and intelligent or whatever you know like I like I think like time crimes to compare it to that time crimes even if you started to guess what where it was going not only did I mention earlier that it has extra layers that it adds on as it goes but it also has this sort of frantic kind of like almost horror movie-esque part of it where it's kind of tense yeah. because there's this kind there's of a, there's an energy there that's not in this movie yeah this is a very lackadaisical uh movie but uh there you go uh six out of ten from both of us um that's it that's it mm-hmm. so uh you can let us know of course what you think of predestination in the comments i will tell you what's coming next week though um what next week's movie film is because i don't remember do you remember no is it a vote you can say no um no next week's movie is actually the lost world jurassic park oh cool so that's coming up that said don't though, go into the long grass that said though i think um after that's the patreon winner and i think after that although i i think we have to swap these around a little bit actually next week will be lost world don't worry next week's lost world but i think the week after that uh we'll be doing our, our countdown our top 25 of the decade Ooh, okay so uh get your homework gotta start watching some movies yeah get your homework started um 
so that is uh, that is that. Uh, so look forward to that. Um, you can of course uh, like and subscribe, ding the bell on YouTube, make sure you get the notifications. You can you can uh, support us by rating the podcast on Apple Podcast. Give us five stars. Tell us how amazing we are. Um, not because we're egotistical. Oh well, maybe we're a little egotistical too. But um, mainly because it'll help more people find us, and that's really cool. It's a really good way to grow the show. Uh, you can also support us financially. How can you do that, Tara? Well, as I explained before, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash TV. And again, if you donate as little as a dollar per month, you'll get bonus episodes of The Ace. So check it out. You're right. I, for- you. I forgot we did that earlier. But I think it's fine to reiterate <laughs> a little bit. You can you can shorten sure. the one at the end, though. You can shorten the uh, the recap. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and as for anything else, uh, we can tell you about other things we're doing. Tara, why don't you promote something uh, else from Alpha's TV? Well, <clears throat> Watchmen's already done. Um, don't think we're going to be doing any other HBO shows for a little while. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, yeah, you can check out Screams After Midnight if you like horror movies. It's basically this, but with um, lesser hosts. And um... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but they tend to stay on track a lot more. So uh, yeah, you can check that out. Do we? I don't know if we do. I don't know if I believe that. No, but... I said they. As in the the host of that show. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that is uh, cool. Uh, also check out, um, if you like us, go check out our Twilight Zone reviews that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and check out our comic book podcast, DC Comics podcast, Comics from the Multiverse. That comes out every every Sunday. You can check that out too if you like DC Comics. Uh, but that is us. So thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. You can keep watching sci-fi movies. A computer... At salsa. Yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs>